Episode two, interior design Q&A. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Shabby and Chic, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Welcome to our second episode. Today, we're going to do a interior design Q&A with both Jackie and I and talking about our different styles and a little bit more about us as homemaker wannabe interior designers. So let's just go ahead and get started. Our first question is, what got you interested in interior design and decorating? Jackie, I'll let you start. For me, it was probably in middle school, the show Trading Spaces on TLC. I know they had a professional decorator there that made a lot of the decisions, but seeing real people still be involved in that process was huge to me. And to see just what they could transform in such a short amount of time was really cool. Yes, I loved that show. I always wanted to be on that show, but my parents never, they never went for it. But Mine either. We could have traded each other's spaces. We could have. That would have been really fun. So for me, it would definitely be similar. It would definitely be HGTV. Property Brothers. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Chip and Joanna. Um, always. Always. <laughs> because we love them. Basically HGTV. I love their new shows too. They've always produced great inspiration. To our next question, Jacqueline, how would you describe your style? Okay, so this one's a little bit weird because I feel like I'm a mix of a few things. So I would say coastal and maybe even a little luxe. I love coastal because my mom grew up in Miami, so we visited Miami all growing up. Um, And then I grew up in the South and like South Carolina, the East Coast being in the Southeast. I just love palm trees. I love pineapples, flamingos, like anything coastal I really like. Um, And then also anything southern because I mean I grew up in Georgia so little southern touches are I think are really quaint and remind me of home. So definitely like a coastal southern but luxe thing. I don't know that's that's kind of how I describe my style. How would you describe yours? Well I was gonna say I think you do combine those styles really nicely. Uh, For me I would describe it as farmhouse or trying to be farmhouse so farmhouse has a lot of that simplicity to it that i like because i'm on the opposite spectrum as you when it comes to lux and things of that nature Uh, and it also just has this natural beauty that's just so much fun to work with and it also it reuses it recycles and so you don't have to have a lot of money to get started with it which goes along with the the southern aspect of decorating is farmhouse is very welcome and it's very comfortable when people walk in my house i want them to immediately feel like they're at home and it also is easy to combine other styles so if i ever change my mind i can add a few other elements in without completely redoing everything I really like that, and I like how you describe it as farmhouse, because I say your style would be very farmhouse. It's like country, country cute. (laughs) Thank you. And so going with that, what colors do you use the most? I use a lot of blues. Uh, We are currently in the process of starting to repaint our walls, and it's a blue and silver because it's a very good neutral that still has some fun in it because it has that color. Um, And then navy is just hands down my favorite neutral in the world because it's so easy to add so many other colors to it. So what about yours? Navy is definitely my favorite color as well. And you use it more of a neutral, but I think because I use more white, 
I mean, it is kind of a neutral because it's a pretty dark color, but because I like so much white as well, navy really pops with it. And then I also love gold, like I was saying earlier. You're definitely team silver and I'm team gold, but that's okay because our china pattern isn't exactly the same. (laughs) And I really like greens a lot too because those usually go well with navy. And again, going with the coastal thing, I really like palm and stuff like that so the greens and then a little bit of blush blush is pretty much the only pink that I can use now that I'm married that wouldn't make my husband run for the hills so little bit of blush and then I really like gray gray is probably my favorite neutral neutral if we're not counting navy which for you navy is like you said is not really a neutral because you have so much white yeah because I really love yeah I love white like my walls are a very very light gray I have a lot of natural light in here so they're pretty much white but it is a light gray at night um and navy goes so well with it so those are you know similar color palettes but um, we just use them very differently we do so Jacqueline what are your favorite materials and textures to use I have some weird ones. Recently, I've really gotten into bamboo blinds, which again, kind of going with the coastal theme, even though I live in Tennessee, which is, we're totally landlocked, but I really like the bamboo blinds and I'm gonna put some white curtains with it. So that kind of gives the texture of the masculine with the feminine. It feels really like a spa. I at least to me it does. And I really just like, with all my textures, I like them to be kind of contrasted. And also, you know how much I love white marble. I know that's kind of, that's trendy, I guess, uh, right now, but I just love it. I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. My coffee table is white marble, which I'll probably talk a lot about this episode just because it's one of my favorite pieces of furniture that I own. And so the white marble, but I also like the natural wood. And I think that kind of encompasses the Southern aspect with the Georgia pines. And I just like any sort of exposed wood or they call it live edge, if you know what I'm talking about. I do. I just, I've never heard that term before. Yeah, it's called. taught me something. Yeah, it's live edge and it's where it has the organic shape of the wood, but it might be, you know, like the bark might not be on it or it's just kind of polished but it still shows the grain and where like the shape and everything oh and then also I really like plants so that adds a new texture and just any life in your house and like I said earlier I tend to kill plants so it's usually just fresh flowers but those are my favorite textures to decorate with what about you I also like to mix a lot Um, and I really like textures that last and have stood the test of time. If I can find antiques and real antiques that have been around, um, I tend to jump on them. But I really like, again, like you, the natural wood. Um, And then also I really, especially right now, I really like galvanized steel. And then to balance those, because both of those are a little more masculine, a little heavier, I also, I like lace and just light curtains and like pillows to kind of balance it out and bring some more feminine femininity into the room you use burlap a decent amount don't you a decent amount I try not to overuse it I have it in my house a lot right now because our house is decorated for Christmas and my Christmas palette is burlap and plaid but I try to stay away from it as much as possible other than that so it's not overdone 
Yeah, p- people go crazy with burlap. And um, it's not a very inviting fabric. You don't want to use it too much. What is your favorite design trick? I like balance or mixing and matching higher end objects with more budget friendly items that I found in Target or something. So that way I'm not spending a lot of money in a particular room, but I still have a room that looks well put together because of the higher end objects, if that makes sense. No, that definitely makes sense. What about yours? Um, I kind of have two. My first one is, just like I was saying before, is honestly fresh flowers. I think that adding just some fresh flowers, like if you're having a guest come over, you know, in their guest room or even in the bathroom, it's just uh, unexpected and it makes it look like it was recently touched or recently, you know, someone took the time to do something to it um, and make it feel welcoming. So I love fresh flowers. And then... Also, the small details. For instance, throw pillows or a throw blanket or a faux fur blanket or something. Like, you know, your chair doesn't have to be the best chair in the world, but if you find the right throw pillow or the right throw blanket, it can really give it a facelift. So any like small details and even something as small as like if you have a friend come over and you just have themed cocktail napkins, but you may not have, you know, your house decorated for that occasion or that season, it just kind of adds something uh, just a little bit special. I know that's not necessarily decorating, that's more like hostessing, but small gestures really go a long way and people notice details like that and then they might not notice that, you know, you don't have all your photos hung or something (laughs) and I think with those small gestures that even you know putting those fresh flowers in a in a guest bedroom it's your guests and anyone that's entering your house they know that you took the time to think about them and so they feel special so they're again like you said not going to notice that not everything's hung or not everything's exactly right just yet because they have those warm fuzzy feelings of you know Jacqueline took the time to think about me and didn't just oh I got to clean the house real quick yeah, like, you know, the fresh flowers may make up for the fur balls from the German Shepherd on the floor. <laughs> that you can just never get rid of no matter what you do. Yes. And what are your must-have home decor items? My must-have home decor items are sentimental items. Like you were saying with reusing antiques and stuff like that is, you know, if you have something that was of a beloved loved one, for instance, in our china cabinet, we have this little tortoiseshell purse that has initials on it from Jordan's grandmother. That's definitely one of my must-haves is anything sentimental, like a quilt, painting, anything that you have from a family member. And then for each room, my must-have would be some sort of statement piece. Like I was saying with my coffee table, it's my favorite. It makes the whole room. It's this white marble with a gold base coffee table that's kind of a little bit more modern than most of my, any of my other furniture actually, but it's just a statement piece. So I think having a statement piece in one, you know, in each room, and it doesn't have to be the most expensive piece, just a piece that really describes your style and that you love. I think that's really important as well. What are your must have? Um, I definitely agree with having sentimental pieces in our dining room, for instance, and I'll, I'll probably talk about this a little later too. 
we have three furniture items. We have our, you know, our table, um, we have a little cupboard, and then we have our china cabinet. And they're all from family members. We didn't actually purchase any of those. And so they have those stories from, you know, the family that they've been passed from. And then I also like anything that's both decorative and useful. So in my kitchen, I keep my cutting boards out on display because I think they're really cute and fun. But they're also something that I use every day. And then in every room of the house, just those personal touches. I don't want to go into someone's house and it look like a museum or it look like it could be any Joe Schmo off the streets house. I want to go into your house and know that it's yours. And so I want my guests to come in my house and be able to see me and Drew in everything in all of our decorating. Okay, so for our next question, um, what is your favorite store to shop for home decor items? Home goods, hand down. Because they change out their inventory so much that everything's always new, so there's always new things to find, and you never know what little trinkets you're going to find. Every time you go in, you have to pray to the home goods god that it is shipment day or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Or that you have enough money in your bank account for whatever you find. (laughs) That's so true. What about your only one? Okay. Um, I kind of cheated. Yeah, I kind of cheated because I have a few. So you may want to add more. (laughs) I like to use different price levels for each room. You know, if one room everything is super expensive, then it just kind of gets lost and not one really stands out. So for quote showstoppers, I really like West Elm. That's where I got my coffee table. It is pretty expensive, but they do run sales. I got my coffee table on sale or else I would have never been able to afford it. I also really like One King's Lane for showstoppers, and they have a great sale section. I got the prettiest down throw pillows for like $17 for both of them, and they were retail like 100 and something, which I never would have paid. So You can't even get that cheap at like Target. I know. They're so nice, too. I love them. So sale section for One King's Lane. And then for linens, I really like William Sonoma Home. I think they have the best towels. And I also like their patterns for shower curtains and bedding. I love William Sonoma Home. And then anything for the, your kitchen, Bed Bath & Beyond, like for sure. And then for knickknacks and like throw pillows, Target and Home Goods, just like Jackie said, Home Goods is amazing. You can find anything at Home Goods. The problem is, is you can't say, oh, I want this item and then go. They probably won't have it. You just like stumble upon these wonderful finds. And then if you do have something in mind that you can't find at a good price, I definitely recommend Amazon. I've gotten throw pillows, shams, tons of stuff off Amazon, but you can't like stumble across something on Amazon. Like Home Goods, you can stumble across stuff. Amazon, it's that one item that you want that you can find for a good price. And you have to be very specific when you're searching uh, because otherwise you will get a lot of things that seem too good to be true because they are. And look at measurement when shopping on Amazon. Yeah, anything online. If you're ever shopping for anything for your home online or clothes, whatever, look at the measurements because you can't see scale. Don't make my mistake that I assumed all shower curtains were the same size. (laughs) They are not. Uh, I just ordered a new one finally. I've had a shower curtain that is too small for the past six months. Finally getting a new one. <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy. Measure, Look at the measurements for everything. And then also Facebook yard sales and Craigslist. 
join your local neighborhood Facebook yard sale because people, it's like an estate sale. Like people are just looking to get rid of stuff and they will sell it for super cheap and they won't even like, you know, look up, it could be a really expensive antique. And going off the actual yard sales and estate sales, I mean, Saturday mornings, it's so much fun to just get up and just go and drive and see what people have to offer because you never know you're going to find that one thing that you didn't know you need it, but it's just perfect and it's cheaper than if you went and bought it from an antique store. Yeah, agreed. Thrift stores, but like I, you know, like we were saying, same thing with home goods. It's really a stumble upon place. You very rarely can find exactly what you're looking for. Jacqueline, what is your favorite room in your house and why? The living room. It's really open. It kind of combines the dining room and even in the kitchen you can still talk to the person in our living room we have a fireplace which I love and it has my coffee table I usually end up working on the couch hopefully when my office is totally finished I won't be working on the couch quite as much but I love my living room I could live in my living room that's why it's called a living room What's your favorite room? Mine is the dining room. And we don't eat at the dining room table very often just because most of the time it is just me and Drew. So it's a lot of work to eat at the dining room table where when we could just easily sit on the couch. But I like our dining room for a couple of reasons and they're all sentimental reasons. Like I said earlier, our three furniture pieces are all from family. We have a cupboard in there that was in Drew's parents' kitchen until they remodeled it last year that just has so much history and love in it and then their dining room table or our dining room table also used to be Drew's parents dining room table and it's the one that Drew and his sister grew up eating at every night and then our china cabinet is actually from Drew's aunt and uncle and so they're all these mint smacks pieces that are from the same family so when they're all together they work I think really well together to balance each other and then they also just they have those stories that I love in them But I think the main reason I love my dining room is when we bought our house this past February, it was the first room where everything was unpacked. And so (laughs) we we bought our house on Leap Day um, 2016 because I'm a huge fan of doing something extraordinary on Leap Days because they only come every four years. Um, It was a happy coincidence that it happened to be closing on our house this year. That night we ate dinner in our dining room without boxes surrounding us like they were in every other room and so it's always going to have as long as we're in this house it's going to have that little piece of this is how we spent our first night here that's so cute we aren't homeowners yet we rent so I don't have uh, (laughs) that sweet of a story I just I'm a couch potato I don't know what do you want from me (laughs) okay like I said we do usually eat on the couch so Yeah. yeah and I do really like your dining room What is your favorite interior design trend? I would say right now it's matte finishes. And I think this goes back from saying, I don't like that luxe feel that you like. I don't Mm -hmm. like things to necessarily be in your face. And so I like matte finishes because they're still sophisticated. They're still elegant, but your eyes aren't immediately drawn to them because I don't want someone's eyes to be drawn to my kitchen cabinet poles or my fan, but they still look elegant when people do notice them. Yeah, that's a good one. My favorite, like I said earlier, is white marble. I mean, I just literally cannot get enough white marble. And there might be a day where I hate white marble, though I don't think that day is coming soon. 
there's um, so much you can do with it. It's that- here to stay. Take me to Rome <laughs> with like the Parthenon or I love white marble. I literally could not get enough of it. Like marble on marble on marble and I'm happy. Okay, now the opposite of that, what is your least favorite trend right now? Mismatched kitchen cabinets. When we were looking at houses, there were so many houses. Yes, so most of the time I've seen it, it's darker cabinets on the bottom and then light cabinets on top so that it feels bigger and roomier. I Uh. I think that's the idea. I don't like it. I like my cabinets to be uniform. And it's not terrible if the wall cabinets are all the same and the island's different because that makes the island more of a statement piece. But when it's when it's on the same wall it just it messes with my head or something i don't know i'll be on the lookout for that they're in a lot of they're in a lot of new builds right now because that's my parents enjoy looking at new homes just to see if they want to move ever and a lot of new homes have them at least here in augusta georgia weird my least favorite is ghost chairs or ghost furniture the like acrylic furniture and now I know that it was some French designer I can't tell you his name he's the one who like made like this two thousand dollar or even more chair Um, and now it's since been knocked off but they drive me insane I have seen a few done well but to me, it's like, why wouldn't you just get a nicer piece of furniture instead of this ghost plastic thing? I've seen some entryway tables that were okay. One coffee table that I liked how she styled it. Well, not to mention awful. they just show every fingerprint. You have to constantly yes. clean them, I feel like. So obviously your one design item that you should invest in is not ghost furniture. So <laughs> what is it? Good rugs. For investing doesn't necessarily mean that you have to spend a lot of money. Just buy something that's quality. So you can go to the thrift store. You can go to an antique or a estate sale. Estate sales are great. Some auctions are really good. I have one rug that I got offline because it fit in my old apartment. And obviously I was running that apartment. So I didn't want to buy a really expensive one for the space. And it still sheds. Like it just sheds and sheds. It's like a third pet and (laughs) invest in a good rug. And then also just stunners in each room. Like do not splurge on everything in your house because you don't have to. I mean, unless your budget is unlimited. And even then, like why would you waste the money? Just, you know, make sure that the things that you are splurging on look like you're splurging on them. You know, make sure that the things that you're spending a lot of money on look expensive. And even the things that you're not spending a lot of money on, they can look expensive too. You just have to feel the quality, the weight of it, the texture, the fabric. Oh, what do you think that you should invest in? I definitely think a sofa because we all spend a lot of time in our living rooms, even if we don't want to admit that we're couch potatoes, you have your moments. And so when you walk into your living room, even though your eye might first be drawn to the dining room table or Jacqueline's marble coffee table, you're ultimately going to end up on that sofa. So you want it to be something that's going to last and you want it something that's going to flow well when you do change your mind because you don't want to have to necessarily replace your sofa every time you redecorate a room and then I also think going kind of off that same idea is beds because when someone walks into a bedroom whether it's the guest bedroom your bedroom whatever bedroom they're going to be drawn to the bed first and so you want it to be something that stands out and something that looks inviting and is also going to last for years to come 
That's a good one. I was my sister gave me my couch, and it's a really yeah. nice couch. So that's you really lucked out. On yeah, I I seriously lucked out on the couch. So I didn't even think about that one. But yes. Okay, so what would you tell someone who doesn't have a big budget for their home decor? Um, I have a couple of things, and one is start small. Your whole house does not have to be decorated as soon as you walk in the door. So pick a room that you want people to notice and start there, and then repurpose anything you can. Just because you're moving or you're redecorating doesn't mean that something that you used to use can't be used in a new and interesting way. And you can even throw some paint on it, and it's a brand new item. Do as much of it yourself that you can. You'd be surprised how easy it is to do good looking DIYs and then also just check out yard sales to see what you stumble across so what about your hints and tricks definitely Craigslist I would say home goods too because like we talked about earlier you can find amazing things at home goods but Craigslist okay so I have a short story about my Craigslist find. The house that we're renting did not come with a washer and dryer. The tenants before us said they would leave theirs, but then they ended up dying. And so we were washer and dryer list. And the next place that we live, or if we buy a house next, who knows if they'll have a washer and dryer. So we didn't want to invest in nice ones. But we saw this TV show. It was on HGTV. I don't remember what the name of it was. And they redid a townhome kitchen. Oh, I guess this was kind of mixed match countertops, which I didn't like it. I just like the color palette. But they had like the lower cabinets were navy. Mm-hmm. And then the upper were white. And there was like this live edge wood in there. It was the most beautiful kitchen. And Jordan said, oh my gosh, we could kind of emulate that. We had the um, cabinets painted a really bright white. And then he said, what if we got a washer, a blue washer and dryer? Because our laundry hookup is in the kitchen, which I'm sure I will talk about at some point, (laughs) because it's kind of crazy having a small kitchen slash laundry room. And so he said, what if we got beautiful, stackable Navy washer and dryers? And I said, Jordan, we cannot buy like these new washer and dryers. And so then I was stalking Craigslist for like a few weeks, just looking for washer and dryers. And then some guy down the road listed these beautiful blue navy washer and dryers, Samsung, pretty new for like $250 for both of them. And that was a steal. So stock your Craigslist. You never know what you can find. You could find your dream item for $250. And we looked on like Home Depot and even during the Christmas sales, each one was like $600. <laughs> yes, because I I want your washer and dryers. Those have been my dream washer and dryers for I don't even know how long. And there's no way those could be in our budget right now. If we find them on Craigslist, I will probably replace mine. I don't stock, need to, but... <laughs> stock Craigslist. Stock Craigslist. I mean, it was just crazy. Okay, so Craigslist, Home Goods. And then like you said, I mean, buy one thing at a time. So each month kind of make your goal of, okay, we're going to buy a rug for this room or budget it that way. Make it like a monthly expense to build upon itself. And then also do not invest in items because of the space if it's not a permanent space. 
So just like with my other apartment, when I got a cheap rug, don't buy something really expensive that is custom for that space if you don't own the space. For instance, going off of that, we only have room for one chair to go with the couch in the living room, but I'm gonna buy two chairs that match and put one in my office and one in the living room. So that way, if we ever do have a living room big enough, we'll have the two matching chairs. So kind of be smart and always be thinking about you know if you could use these items these furniture or this furniture in a different space oh that's smart I like that there's a chair that I want we have like a reading nook in our master bedroom that's just we're, awkward we're putting one of those in <laughs> ours came with it it's really awkward if you don't want a reading nook but we do so it's fine but there's a chair I want on one king's lane that now that you say that I might go ahead and get two that way if we do ever move someplace bigger I have a matching set to put in like a reading corner because I really like that idea yeah, yeah, it's always good. Like for instance, our the dining room chairs, I already have bar stools that match. So that's why I bought those because that way if I ever have like a breakfast nook or, you know, breakfast area, I just don't have random bar stools. I have matching dining room chairs too. I like that. So where do you get your inspiration from? My inspiration comes from, I love certain magazines. So I love Garden and Gun. It sounds like an outdoorsy magazine and if you know me you know I am everything but outdoorsy but it's a very southern culture magazine and lots of good recipes too I also like town and country I have a background in apparel and so I love looking at old fashion ads and editorials and the background of the home decor there like old J. Crew ads I just think it's lovely and it kind of goes to my preppy roots Oh, and besides magazines, I mean, HGTV, we talked about that earlier. And then also, I love browsing Pinterest. It can be very broad, and sometimes you just get the same things over and over again. So if I'm trying to figure out how to style, like, a gray chair, then instead of typing in, like, living room or something like that, then I would do, like, gray chair living room. That's kind of a good browsing tip is be very specific because Pinterest works like a search engine. And so be very specific, write out exactly what you're thinking. And hopefully they've made good enough descriptions that you'll find some good blog posts. That's how I browse Pinterest too. And especially if I am out shopping or if I'm browsing a home decor website, which I do way too frequently, and I see something that I like, but I can't figure out how it would be used, you know, actually in my home, then I'd go to Pinterest and I search for similar items to see how other people style them just to get some ideas. But again, HGTV, if they're fantastic. Um, if having that farmhouse style that I have, of course, Chip and Joanna and Fixer Upper, even if you don't have the farmhouse style, you can't help but love them. Oh, love JoJo. <laughs> and our styles are so different, and I love her. Yes. Like They just came out um, earlier this year with a magazine, the Magnolia Journal. They've only have one like special edition out right now, but I loved it so much, and I was so inspired by the rich pictures and delicious-looking food that I went ahead and got myself a one-year subscription. So I'm really excited for the inspiration I'm going to get through that. Also, there's a website, Shanty to Chic, uh, which I'll share in our show notes and on my blog. It's two um, sisters out in Texas that design and make furniture, and then they share those plans for the furniture with their readers on their website, and so that way you can build this furniture yourself and it's all it turns out so great and on their instagram 
and on their blog, they share not only how they style those pieces, but also how their readers style those pieces. So it one, it shows you anyone can build this stuff, not just them who do it all the time, but it also just gives you so many different ways to look at how to style it. And if you see a piece of furniture you like, you don't have to style it just like Shani Tashik does because you can't figure out another way. You can look at some what other people have done to get that inspiration and to figure out how it's going to work in your home with your style. That's neat. I'll have to look them up. I thought of something while you're talking is I also really like product photos. So like if I'm buying something off of Williams-Sonoma or Williams-Sonoma Home or uh, West Elm or something like that, uh, even Target has some really good stylized photos, is I won't necessarily buy the exact items in the picture, but the shapes or the pairing, like that light with that picture with that bar cart or whatever, like I'll get inspiration from product photos. Because I mean, they're paying people big bucks to do that and so if you can kind of style them with things that you already have then it can really make a piece of furniture or a room and then sometimes I'll get color palettes too from Pinterest photos like I won't necessarily like the furniture that they picked or whatever but if I like the colors and how they go together then I'll just use that color palette for a room and I'll just find my own duvet or whatever which that reminds me and this might sound a little weird but wedding pictures can also be a great inspiration for the color palettes and we'll probably talk about this more at some point in our podcast but if you're not yet married and you're about to plan a wedding or in the future you're going to plan a wedding plan it with colors that you want to use in your house and styles you want to use in your house because you're going to have a lot of pictures and things and so being inspired by wedding photos gives you just a huge color palette that you might not have thought about in a house and I mean even after you're married I think you're still gonna plan your Pinterest wedding like a second wedding like not that you're getting (laughs) married again but it's just like I love looking at wedding stuff there's always vow renewals (laughs) that's true that's true we can have one every year okay so now we get to our final question and what does the podcast name shabby and chic mean to you We kind of wanted to introduce like why we chose this name and Jackie, I'll let you go first. So I think for us, the shabby and chic really encompasses both of our styles well because I am the shabby chic farmhouse when you're the luxe, the more chic. And so by combining those, we really, between the two of us, we encompass so many different styles. Um, And we also, I think, a little bit I don't know if we've talked about this being a meaning for our name but it's something it makes sense to me we are just starting out we don't have this huge budget and so we can turn something that might initially be shabby and turn it into something that's more chic and is going to be more lasting that's similar to what I was gonna say too and that's just that our styles are so different but it's us coming together with one podcast. So that way we can appeal to people with all different tastes. Really, we run the spectrum of decorating tastes, except neither of us is very like modern, I guess. So maybe if we had a really modern person, then we would run the gamut or like minimalist modern. But I don't think many people are like that. Unless you lived in like a studio in New York and you were an artist or something. I think many people with our budget, because even as weird as it is, minimalist furniture is expensive. Yeah. Which sounds so bizarre to me, but I just don't like people. 
Well, it's like art, I guess, is what mm-hmm. you think about it, is it's like a piece of art, which, but anyway, and neither of us are, I mean, maybe we're trendy. I don't think that we're that trendy because we like so many antiques and I feel like our tastes are a little bit more classic, but we're also not super trendy. Like we don't have the ghost chairs. Which the problem with trendy is it's trendy now. And then as soon as it's not trendy, what are you going to do? Replace it? I know. I'm so scared that everyone's going to hate white marble. But I don't know. It's been around, okay? It's been around. It's just super popular right now. But If you still <laughs> like it, that's all that matters. So, yeah, basically just our styles coming together. And hopefully some, you know, you can relate to both of us, either of us. And we make good partners. So it's shabby and chic, not just shabby chic. But don't worry, Jackie. I don't think you're the shabby. <laughs> Since Jacqueline's husband was worried that I was going to be offended by the name. He was like, but is that calling Jackie shabby? And I said, no, it's shabby chic. It's just funnier. It's like cuter if it's shabby and chic. Anyway, and we're going to post individual Q&As with links and stuff to some of the products that we've talked about on our individual blogs. And you can find the link to those in the show notes. But also we have a Pinterest account for the podcast and it's Shabby and Chic Podcast. If you search it, you should be able to find it. We'll also link to that. If you want to look at mine, you can go to southeaststylist.com. And if you want to look at Jackie's, you can go to alexanderabode.com. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store so it can boost our listenership. And if you need to contact us, we're going to be doing more Q&As throughout the months to come. And so if you have a question or we didn't answer a question this episode that you might have about our interior design tastes, you can always shoot us a message on Instagram and that is Shabby and Chic Podcast. And thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed getting to know a little bit about us and our styles and that you will keep joining us here as we share more of our tips and tricks as we figure out this whole homemaking thing. Thanks, y'all. Have a great week.